five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier podcast to do with the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. I am Chris at Lightforce, the anti-leaker, joined virtually as always by Ani at Strife. And as we had announced at the end of the last show, and has been announced on One Man Watchpoint on Twitter, joining us forevermore is Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Good day to you. It, that's it? That's all I get? I called myself the anti-leaker. I, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm... I'm... Not okay with you calling uh, the Ready Set Pawn podcast like this today. I mean, the NBA is back. We should revert to Ready Set Ball. Ready Set Ball. Yeah. Well, okay. Sam had that bet he won with me, <laughs> and I offered him every opportunity. Okay, when you want to come back, we'll cash this in. Let's just get over and done with. And he's the one who continued, like, no, 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 no. I mean, I just left the show. Oh no, no. Let's let it, you know, simmer a bit. I'm not going to remind him. I did. I did due diligence. I wanted to cash in, pay what I owed, and he was the one who put it off. So the ball is in his court. Gotcha. That was, that was a good, good reference. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. That's what I do. That's what I do. Oh man, what do you think we're going to manifest uh, happening this episode? I were speculating maybe bumper to the Titans. I yeah. guess think about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I, chaotic I enough. I mean, I, I think I've, I've used all my magic juice at this point. I don't think mm. I can manifest much more. Oh, uh, and if you are wondering what the heck we're talking about manifest manifestation and, and all that, it has everything to do with the last episode and what we asked for and what ultimately happened, which we will get into in just a, a few seconds here as we start pushing the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Let the cat out of the bag. The Toronto Defiant after we recorded our last show, signed Twilight. Now, rewind a little bit here. In our last episode, we were kicking around the idea that wouldn't it be cool if the Toronto Defiant were to sort of bring in sort of this runaway core or something, but hey, Twilight's available, Slime's available. I know, Jordan, you were big on Twilight. And uh, anyhow, you know, episode goes live, and suddenly... I'm, I'm, I'm hearing things and it's like, I didn't believe it. First of all, I hear a lot of stuff like people shoot me messages all the time. And I would say 99.9% of it never actually happens. And then the 0.1% that does, I would say maybe 0.05 of that happens, but I still don't believe the person. I, to me, it's like they mm -hmm. threw darts at a board. Right. So, Far too many people, including the 0 0.05 that I actually trust, were saying, yeah, Twilight, he's he's signing in Toronto. And then we see Twilight with the eye emoji and the contract sign, you know, a GIF. Mm -hmm. I said GIF, not GIF. I don't use peanut butter on this show. And I jump in to RSP Discord into our secret podcast <laughs> chat which is really only used for the three of us to, to communicate. Hey, what are we talking about this episode? And, uh, anyhow, I'm like, take this with a grain of salt, maybe a few grains, 
but I genuinely think Twilight could be headed to the six. Hmm. And like, like I doubted it. Like everything is telling me like, this has probably happened. And I'm like, no, I just, it can't be. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jordan is paying off a huge early dividends, I'd say. I mean, Adam is probably listening to the show. He has his little notepad out and like, what else will they recommend? But yeah, it's it's a huge signing. I think it's it's an amazing get. Definitely like a top th- a top five player at his role. I'm being conservative here. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. And I think like it coming out at the time that it did where... Uh, a lot of the other teams are still like you know being quiet and we're just getting rumors. It's a big flex, I'd say, for Toronto yeah. uh, towards the other teams and maybe mo- more importantly towards other free agents. Like, hey, we're serious about this, and uh, I-, I love it. It's a great move in my eyes. Yeah, I think I was. There's a little bit of uh, talk over on the RSP Discord there about. You know, he didn't have a ton of playtime this past season and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I looked it up on the OWL website and he had somewhere close to like an hour total playtime. It was pretty small, but I don't think you can really count that against him. I mean, Shock was trying to figure things out largely. Um, I think every performance he's had, even if, even if you know, Shock isn't winning when he was playing with them, um, I think he's he's got to be considered one of the top uh, flex supports in the league for sure. I don't have any doubt that he won't have a huge impact on almost any team. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that this means Toronto's ready to throw the bag at a few people. Well, first of all, we we're talking about how we didn't think there would be too many signings this early, True. right? Yeah. Like. So to see Toronto go in and cash in on Twilight, to Omni's point, maybe, you know, Adam, who was listening to the show, is like, oh, okay, well, I mean, RSP, they're, they're nice guys. Let's let's get them a player that they'd like. The fans wanted it. Right? Fans demanded it. Yeah. Well, and that's a, it wasn't just us. I mean, there was actually quite a bit of chatter in, yes. in Defiant Discord and, and whatnot. But I don't think anyone really sort of, I mean, it, it's the wish list. Oh, sign Runaway. You have this chance. Yeah. Let's do it. Bring Runaway in. Like, that's, I think, what it was. It wasn't genuine, like, here's the person we want. But Toronto made that big splash. And, you know, Omni, I think you hit the nail on the head. They showed, with that signing, they're here to play. And, like, what does that say to other free agents who may be looking to win? And, you know, I think most are, but right, it's a heck of a splash. I'd say it's the biggest one they had uh, for Toronto. And, and uh, we discussed this last episode where they had multiple directions in the last couple of years trying, you know, to opt for maybe the talented or the hidden gems or the likable players way back when they had uh, Surefire and the rest of the gang uh, uh, signed. But I feel like it, with this angle of, of runaway... I, like a kicking a dead horse really every time we're bringing up that that team it's like where you hit the jack jackpot in in two ways it's like you both get a really good player and also like a very recognizable and a, and a, a, a player you, you cheer on there's not a lot of people in the overwatch league who hit both of these uh tick both boxes and yeah i feel that's a, a right way to to go and like you know 
we had the discussion with Adam when they where they want to have a plan to become a contender. Obviously, like you said, every team wants to contend, but not a lot of teams do contender moves. So if they carry on like this, they're headed towards the right, the right direction. So yeah. Also, <laughs> another problem is that it's a very very uh, high contract to follow up with. You don't want to disappoint in your next uh, steps. Well, so. You're right. You've made a big splash. How do you sort of meet that or beat that? Gotta follow through. Before before people yell at me, um, I just pulled up Twilight on the Overwatch League's website, and I was looking at the 2021 postseason statistics uh, for him. And that's where I he say had, an hour seemed a little low. Yeah, and he had almost an, an well, little over an hour played. If you look at 2021 regular season, uh, he had somewhere in the ballpark of three, six, seven, eight probably 10, maybe around 10 hours total regular season. So he wasn't playing a ton, but to your guys' point, like if they're willing to get ahead of things, they, they being Toronto and uh, sort of send a message with a player like Twilight, a message out to the league, out to free agents, out to other organizations that this is what we're willing to do. Um, you know, hopefully that, attracts some talent that you know maybe otherwise wouldn't have thought of toronto right and oh sorry i was just about to say there's something short that i'm sure that twilight joining toronto uh, was already presented with some sort of plan and not just hey join uh, here here, and uh, (laughs) we'll see what goes from there i'm sure there was some convincing that had to be done because that's a player that i'm sure more than you know 66 percent at least of the team of the teams won't mind having and we saw that example uh perfectly in a team like the shock who already have like maybe the best stuff uh, like support on the team and they're like yeah sure we'll sign twilight so he's true he's a attract a attractive player to have on your team and i'm sure something was you know communicated to him where he felt like yeah sure i'll, I'll sign not just with a team like toronto but this soon yeah well and I was going to point out that, you know, talking about the shock and the connection, the moment Twilight signs, people are like, Smurfs available? Anyone need Smurf? Right? I mean, the rumor is he's not coming. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who may not realize, uh, Smurf goes and does the double eye emoji. Adam goes and he retweets it. He's like, what's he trying to say? You know, me being me, I engage. I'm like, I don't know what the double eye emoji is. I only know the eye emoji, not the double eye emoji. It's an entirely different double negative. (laughs) Right. Then John Spector, he retweets it. He's like, oh, something's going on. And so this just like (laughs) stokes the flames. Like people are just losing their mind. And I'm like, people are asking me in defiant chord. They're like, well, RSP hasn't done it. Or did they? Are they baiting us? And so I, I start typing. And the moment it says in Discord, Light Force, Ready Set Pwn is typing. People are like, oh my God, he's talking, he's talking, he's talking. <laughs> and I, I emoji. And then people are like, oh my God, I'm good. <laughs> That's fun. I like but, that. But like when it came to Smurf, like I had heard nothing more than, than Twilight. Like mm-hmm. I, and again, I, I look back. And I would not have believed it to be happening. Like when I shared it with you guys, I was like, oh man, like I short of me saying, don't believe me when I say this, I think this is happening. That it pained me to type that because I was worried that I was going to get it wrong. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so slime, I want slime, yeah. make it happen. Twilight slime in a back line. Like, I mean, I don't, 
I, I'm not going to suggest that that is, you know, top tier support. Um, it's been a few years since the two played together. Obviously the game has changed quite a bit. Right. But if you think from a, a marketing perspective, connecting slime and twilight pulls a fan base that I think feels aggrieved towards you as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps expand the reach a little bit. And I don't think slime to use the term that I don't quite like is washed. I think that his opportunity that he had in soul may not have been the best one. It's no different than Twilight in San Fran, but I also think Twilight went to San Francisco to win. Yeah. Whereas he's going to Toronto to, I think, win and play. Mm-hmm. Now, Slime, if I'm correct, past season, he was in Florida, was he not? And he was sold before that. Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry, I got, yeah. yeah. I've, I've erased last season. That's that's okay. It, it, it makes sense, really, especially if yeah, you're yeah. erasing Florida's past season. Um, but, you know... I think, I mean, every player wants to win and slime being with soul in the, uh, grand finals against the San Francisco shock. Sure. They lost, but it's that, that taste of victory. Right. And at that time he would have been playing against the San Francisco shock that twilight was on, you know, um, even if, if twilight wasn't necessarily playing at that time. So yeah, there's, there's the connection. And then if, if we're, you know, that meme with the guy, pointing at the board of all the red yarn, <laughs> connecting the dots. Yeah. Smurf and Twilight have the connection of both being in, in San Francisco at this point as well. Not that I'm saying it's going to happen. I'm well, just no, saying I'd, there's, there's I a universe where... Smurf. Y- y- sure. And, I mean, and Halo was yeah. saying yes. Smurf is heading across the ocean, so... Yeah. Yeah, and it, any, anything can happen. I mean... Oh, yeah, no doubt. I there mean, there was... I, if you had asked me to put an actual percentage on Twilight going to Toronto, I would not have probably gone higher than one percent. I did not think that was going to happen. Man, that's that's so. more that's more optimistic than me typing. Hey guys, I think this might happen because I like uh-huh. it was just like I had heard it, and so mm-hmm. I guess you know talking a little bit about sort of the leaking. Um, I will not be naive to suggest that at RSP we haven't gone and tried to share things. When we have shared things, we have actually are we have a pretty good record. We've gotten one thing wrong, and that was agilities. Though, so, you know, things did change on us, and so be it. But I've since sort of taken the approach that the leaking of information doesn't do us as a podcast um, really any service. Yeah, it's good for clout, quote unquote clout, but. I would much prefer we be the podcast that's really focused on the relationship, which is why I've decided we're not going to get into the game of, Hey, here's what's happening. And in fact, the only reason that that would happen is the parties themselves had said, do you want to get involved? Now that said, I'm not going to deny that we won't go and try to like, Hey, we know something's up, which is the eye emojis. But, um, you know, when I drew up that on Twitter, um, Adam and I start going back and forth with the eye emojis and, and then it turned translated into eye gifts and again, we'll fan the, the flames a little bit. But one of the things that I really liked was the recognition that Adam gave us when he said that, I know you knew and thank you for allowing us to have that moment because it validates our approach, which is quite a bit different than some of the others out there. I think there are better ways to go about it. 
and I don't begrudge someone like Halo or Halo Thoughts sharing. He is well connected. And I mean, if you've been a member of RSP Discord, we've chatted many times. Like, how is he connected? Like, what is it? Who is he talking to? And, you know, sort of what is it that he's getting out of it? It's just that the, oh, yeah, this player's retired. This player's been cut. This player is done. I don't like that. And nor do I really like that. Hey, there, this is what's going to be happening or this has happened and it doesn't. It's the, the, there's far too many mistakes. And it's unfortunately, you know, almost taking people's careers uh, lightly. I mean, that's his, that's his gig, right? As well, opposed it, to us. That's his, I, I'm not saying it's not his gig. It's, it's his, the role he's filling, but yeah. what does he get out of it? He isn't monetizing it. Well, uh, I mean, is, it, I is he like, just like having his name up there or like even, even the, the, the thrill of being connected to all these, I don't know, dealings that go behind the scenes and him, uh, I'm sure revealing it to other teams that also are not aware of what's going on for, you know, it's supposed to be a competitive uh, 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 league where let's say one player signed, uh, you don't want the, the rest of the teams to know, but he kind of broke that. And and there is the same thing that's going on on Twitter for, for the NBA that's just started. Like you have uh, guys like uh, Wojnowski with the, with the watch bomb. He knows everything before it happens. With, yeah. with uh, it's the same happens with draft and when they while they uh, don't monetize their tweets, uh, maybe it's a potential thing. Well, in the no, future. but there there is there like uh, to use like traditional sports, and this is I will admit I have some I am somewhat conflicted because we think about traditional sports and the media that follow it. What breaks, you know, where it hasn't been tweeted about by the major players in the space? Right. I mean, you brought up the NBA. I'm more of a follower of the NHL. Yeah. Um, very few things get shared by the league that haven't already seen the light of day through sort of social media channels. Twitter, yeah. But all of these sort of players in that space, they're essentially establishing the the brand, but the trust with their readers, listeners, um, viewers for something else. And I actually don't know what that is in the space with halo, but it's the percentage. If like, what would you were to drop something? What's the chance that he's got it wrong? Extremely low. Yeah. And I feel that I don't know what halo's criteria for when I'm going to go public with it, but it occurs to me, he gets far too many things wrong or, says something and then you know does the subtle walk it back like well i didn't actually say it that way um yeah he did clarify like when i put multiple sources he, he created like a legend for it and yeah, then, it, but that's the thing like i feel like okay then your threshold to share is pretty yeah. darn low if you have to go and say oh if it's this or it's that because it's like here's my legend if it's according to multiple sources it's pretty much a sure thing but he has been saying, according to multiple sources, this is probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess he's not in the room when the, where the contract is signed, right? So he only has to rely I on think the Woges either on like, his leaks you know, or well, yeah, Frank Saravelli with the watch. There. He's uh, he's calling the shots during the <laughs> draft. He knows he's on the Zoom. Yeah, yeah connecting the two. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's I, he's the only one who does it at such like a, a prominent level and he said he does the same for valorant too so yeah. he's super connected um 
yeah, he might not get everything right, but he gets enough right. Oh, he does. To warrant, you know, the... <laughs> I take nothing away from that. For sure. Because if you take him out of the scene, who does that really leave? Oh, my God. I mean, PR people might actually have to work. Well, yeah, I mean... Like yes, I was gonna say like Yiska occasionally will share stuff. No, I um, meant the teams would have to actually. Well, okay, break the as news a good, as a segue because we have seen a number right. of teams, particularly this off season, call him out or infer that they've had to do things a, a different way because of how this information is just it's pouring out, and it had me ask sort of rhetorically, you know, how, what is, what is sort of our approach to be to this? And why I thought about that is the other team we pay attention to the Vancouver Titans. They're openly embracing the halo meta, (laughs) right? Like we saw this last year where they had created a player announcement videos where they actually reaffirmed, you know, what halo is doing. They want the brutal truth. Oh, it's, for them, it's like, oh, now we don't have to do it. Yeah, it's someone <laughs> it's talking about us. us. Yeah, yeah. I know it is. But, like, I can't think of any other team that embraces what he's doing as well as, yeah. as the Vancouver Titans do. Like, Connor McCready, who is a staff member, today was having a conversation with him about, hey, um, can we buy your silence with breadsticks? Again, I don't fault Connor and the Titans for doing this because – Let's be honest, who else is really talking about them right now? They're trying to generate some buzz, and this is a very effective way to go about it. But it just kind of, for me personally, and maybe I'm just, you know, being selfish, it rubbed me the wrong way considering how invested we are in this team and how we would love to help them. But we don't exist. And because we choose to do the things the way we do, we're almost punished for being or doing things. What I feel is the right way. Anyhow, I'm just an angry old man shouting at the Vancouver Titan shaped cloud. In the sky. Well, that's why you're a podcaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually, I, I'm kind of torn on it. I, I thought it was kind of, it was humorous to see what Connor was doing with halo and I think mm-hmm. I mentioned it last week. What do the Titans have to lose? You know, well, it, yeah. And I, I why not I completely get guy? it? Um, yeah. Whereas a team like Toronto, for sure, uh, it feels kind of bad to say, but if you consider power rankings and how there are different tiers of teams, with you know historically a team high at the top, if we want to equate it that way, we call Shanghai Dragons the top tier of teams. Well, then approach things in a similar way from an organizational standpoint. Where does Vancouver as an organization fall in that tier list? Probably pretty similarly as to where they did in the overall power rankings or, you know, actual rankings, unfortunately. Um, And that's not to call out any social media team or anything like that. Um, You know, we've talked many times about problems within this org and everything like that um so yeah like i say what do they got to lose by embracing something someone like halo and i you know i get that i truly do 
where are they right now? Like someone had said, Oh, have you heard anything about the Titans? It's like, no, but like, there's nothing. No, like, yeah. If there's people talking about the Titans, it must be internally because there is people aren't even sliding into my DMS to say, Hey, the Titans are going to sign this. I have probably have gotten messages about every single team in the league, except for the Vancouver Titans. How's so that, how's they, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I haven't heard anything about the Val. We'll talk about them a little bit later. So, you know what? Yeah, I get the the conversation and the buzz with Halo because it generates something. It's like breadsticks. Yeah. It, if it, it wasn't for breadsticks, what else would there have been? It gets people talking about the Titans that they otherwise would have been silent yeah. about. It keeps them uh, on people's Twitter feeds where otherwise it would have been the Dallas Fuel and the Atlanta Rain and the Houston Outlaws showing up today. Um, so, yeah. I mean, again, from Connor's standpoint... I. I thought the banter back and forth between him and Halo was was pretty genius, um, including the simulated tweets. Yes, um, which I so I, I don't know if any of our listeners actually noticed it, but the Twitter account at definitely Halo does not exist. It should. I actually was thinking if if I was Titans SFM, I should create that account. I should actually do the burner and have the conversation to like. Yeah, make almost make it real. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I will applaud the game for the purpose that it's generating a conversation and buzz that would otherwise not exist. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it says something else when you're the only one doing it of all the teams in the league. And I mean, Omni, you'd said, well, no. Uh, no halo and the PR teams would have to do a better job. I think most of the other teams in link say for one or two, um, are, they'd be okay with that. And, <laughs> and they sort of are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was one, there was one person in particular. I think I saw, uh, perhaps a social media manager from the San Francisco shock, whose name I can't <laughs> remember. Um, and she, was bringing up the the challenges that it poses when you're facing someone someone like that. But and I mean, you mentioned this earlier. Were it not for Halo, I mean, sure, maybe someone would fill his place. But were it not for him, would we see anything like this? Anyone well, commenting on the rumors and things like that? Like Halo is is the name, really? Yeah. Um, I actually didn't know that until you said that moments ago that there wasn't really anyone else. I'd always kind of wondered, is there someone I'm not following, but occasionally relatively get small leak. leaks from like, uh, the Asia Pacific re- region, mm-hmm. sure. from their forums, but nothing as prominent as a halo. Right. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's halo or not much of anything else. It's the, uh, the Asia Pacific or the translations. The translations are always interesting because there's two things at play. One you have to trust this, the sort of messenger mm-hmm. in delivering the source and a lot can be lost in translation. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Which takes away from it. Um, just to speak about the Vancouver Titans though, not much is happening on this side of the universe. I say that we've recorded an episode. They'll probably make all sorts of announcements and uh, say, Hey, La, how come you didn't know this was going to go down? Uh, but they do have an event, a community event lined up for, for Halloween. Um, if you are interested in converting pumpkins and playing a little Junkenstein uh, with the Titans community, October 29th, which is the Friday before uh, Halloween, 
is when it's all going down, you need to be a member of the Vancouver Titans discord. The details are all there. Um, they say there will be prizing. I do not know what the prizing will be. Um, and actually, you know, we'd sort of talked about this before we hit record. I'm genuinely curious how many of the prizes have ever really been handed out. Mm. I wasn't sure if you like, wanted to bring that up, but well, no, I, <laughs> we I, did talk I'm about not, that. Like it's, it's not that maybe it, okay. I actually don't know. It could be happening. It's just really weird that the organization isn't sort of pumping that up a little bit more. Like I'll use like the lotteries. If you win a big prize with a lottery, you pretty much have to sign away your marketing rights. I am going to put your picture in the newspaper with you holding a big fat check for this much, mm-hmm. or you're going to hold, you're going to hold this home entertainment system in your hands. Like, and what got me actually sort of thinking about this is actually before anything that sort of happened this season is that uh, a couple seasons back, they had that um, actually would have been last year, sort of this t- tournament where they had semi-pro teams enter and ultimately you got to win, I think it was a small cash prize, but an opportunity to play the Titans. And I have never heard of the actual event going down where they got to play the Titans. And maybe there was a cash prize awarded, but like even the, the team that won, there was nothing on social about, Hey, we got this. I mean, maybe they did and it was just kept quiet. It's just really weird. Content, content, content. That's what these organizations need to realize is everything is an opportunity to get your name out there. Everything is an opportunity to, to pump your own tires, you know? Well, like the Toronto defiant, um, like, if me, so I, I want a, a limited edition roots t-shirt and what did I do? I threw it on. I took a picture, the defiant, they retweet that because for them, that's, that's what it, the, you know, it's all about. That's why they invested money in the first place in this. Now you, we don't, we don't talk about that team here, Jordan. I was going to say, now you guys might not be able to tell what that is. And certainly the listeners won't. I'm on video right now wearing my uh, limited edition strength in the North Toronto ultra hoodie that I won by simply retweeting a tweet from uh, the Toronto ultra, obviously mm-hmm. not overwatch league, but same organization that owns the Toronto defiant. They do a fantastic job of this. I also have a Toronto ultra toque that I won in a completely separate contest. Nice. They do a great job of this kind of thing. It, it's just, it, it's just an interesting comparison you have two teams in Canada and their approaches are so different. Mm. Even, even in that first season, Vancouver sort of went about it differently. And as we know, maybe they would have been better off to have um, built themselves the foundation as opposed to trusting in the, the team that they sort of uh, found uh, handed to them at the right, uh, you know, right time. Um, I'm not going to deny that they're not doing things. I truly don't know. But if you as a listener have, you know, won something from, from the Titans or what have you, I'm genuinely curious. I want to share like, Hey, they're following through. Cause if they're not, I mean, that's a big issue. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, there's also a point to be made here that <laughs> for a Toronto defined and Vancouver Titans podcast, we are not trying to just, you know, poop all over the team here. Mm-hmm. We want them to be as as great as these other teams can be. 
we want to have something to cheer for. We want Vancouver Titans to embrace a community like this and help us help them, if you will. We just want good things, you know? We don't want to sit here and talk every week about how yeah. uh, people are entering contests and then nobody finds out who wins. Um, you know, we don't want to constantly be comparing this organization is doing things right and this organization is doing things wrong. We want we want everyone to be doing things right. Yeah. That's that's what this is all about. That's the point. I mean, it's uh episode 135 now, I think, right? And I feel like mm-hmm. at least 100 of episodes we were just like <laughs> begging here. Like, you know, we were jumping in the air. I mm-hmm. I totally like uh, I get why you you'd say that, but Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh- it's upsetting, really. It At is. some point, you, yeah. you, you just got to think like... Uh, I, I was always making the joke, and, and I know it's not true, that to me it felt like a lot of the time there was just one person fanatically just running from task to task, doing like stuff for the Titans. PR, oh, we got to retweet, we got to do that. We got, And that's how it feels. I, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a money issue. I don't know if it's like a personnel issue. There is an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and I always get back to it, and I get frustrated again and clearly we wanted to to be better like mm-hmm. we were cheering and we were giving the mad props from day one from when we went for the reveal how 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 great everything was with that uh, uh, particular event or anything that that titans do that we really like it it was never said out of spite and i think it'll be very unfair uh to claim otherwise really to anyone who really listened to us uh, over these years. And I mean, not to mention, if, if things go well, realistically, business-wise, that only means good things for you. It, it, were it not for COVID, um, I was going to shell out the cash to fly from one side of the Rocky Mountains uh, over to Vancouver for their homestand when, uh, sure. when that was supposed to happen. Um, yeah. And again, that's because I want to support the team. You think I wouldn't have shown up with money to spend on merch that they had at booths and money to spend at, uh, I forget what your guys' uh, arena is called, but spent on food. We we all have. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I was ready and willing. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the home center was supposed to be a week after my birthday. That was going to be my my birthday present. And, you know, COVID happened. So unfortunately that couldn't, but... uh, the sure. point is, we want to support you, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, that goes back to the point that I I first raised when I did one of my, my Twitter TED Talks. Um, a little off the rails, uh, in the weekly Uprising podcast, I did a search for a Ready, Set, Pwn. I was just curious, like, at what point did they start sort of talking about us? And one of their listeners saw this, and it's like, oh, man, the guy behind the RSP Twitter account has just gone fully off his rocker he's lost his mind <laughs> and uh, one of the hosts is like whoa like this like it's like that's weird because like i know this guy mm. talks to them so like it's really weird that he's going off at this point um but the thing about this is that i want this team to succeed i care so much and i'm invested so much that despite yes us 100 episodes or so where we're like why can't it be any better it would be so awesome if it was like, I, I, I feel, I feel badly because 
we do spend a lot of time sort of hammering the Titans in the areas that we feel they can improve on. It's like the easy stuff. And I feel that takes away from our ability to recognize the Toronto defiant for doing all of these things. Well, you know, it's the common problem that you see in the service industry. You know, how is something it's okay. You actually, everything's okay until it's phenomenal, but the moment it's not good, it's a big problem. And that skews quite a bit. And I feel that's sort of the place we're in. Um, but you know, to the point of spending money on a homestand, I would, at this point in time, if I had a finite amount of money, take a look at traveling to Toronto for a homestand there, including the travel before I would necessarily look to go to a, a Titans event because there's a trust component. I'm not going to simply go and drop, let's say two grand to go to Toronto when I could watch a match here for, you know, 50 bucks. Like we're not talking something crazy like that, but I'm already as a consumer associating a monetary value to the relationship, to the trust. And ultimately if I had to choose, I want to reward the organization that I feel respects me as a, as a fan. Anywho, I mean, it's, it's all moot. Cause we don't know what next season will be like. Yeah. Um, if it's an overwatch three, when everything goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that'll, that'll be something interesting. Not, you know, we don't have to jump to this topic altogether, but are we ever going to get homestands at this one? I mean, I'm sure we will get the one-off, you know, occasional it's a battle of Canada weekend, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, there were big plans for season three that, uh, started to happen, barely happened. And then unfortunately didn't go, go forward from there. So, yeah, I'd say time will tell, but truly it won't. There's just so many questions. Uh, speaking of questions, some of them, uh, are being answered across the lake. So, uh, give us a moment and we'll dive into the fray. I was trying to figure out, has it been chaotic since our last episode? It doesn't feel as much. I mean, most of the chaos was where we were seeing these wholesale changes. Um, We've seen some writing of certain ships. Um, Some questions that we had raised on our episode have been addressed and answered. Uh, There is a little more clarity. But I kind of feel the Toronto Defiant and signing Twilight almost broke the ice. Like it's, it's... you know, it took that big splash to then sort of make things happen. And it might've just been a coincidence, but after that uh, signing, you know, took place, we started to see other players fall into place. So what I was going to do is I was going to rapid fire, go through since our last episode, um, at least when I took the show notes, there might've been something since changes. So let's talk about the, the quote unquote cuts which for those of you who might be new to our show is just my way of saying a player is no longer with the organization for reasons. Might've been the organization, might've been the player. Start off with Atlanta. Um, Iris Edison and Massa, they're no longer with the team. Boston uh, has uh, let uh, Gable C go, which 
I found a little interesting considering the timing. Uh, Florida has uh, let their head coach Cookie go. Uh, BKB has retired. OG is retired. Los Angeles Gladiators have let a moth go. New York Excelsior uh, let uh, Feather go, though Feather retired. Uh, the Philadelphia Fusion uh, let their head coach 9K or 9 go. Uh, Poco, Funny Astro, Eco, and Hotba are also all gone. The San Francisco Shock let Choyobin go, but he retired, so more might have been player-driven. Uh, and the uh, Seoul Dynasty uh, let uh, Gesture go, but again, he also retired. Now, there was a trade, which is interesting because trades have actually been possible even before free agency. Uh, the rumored trade of Pelican going somewhere finally came to fruition. Pelican has left Atlanta and has made his way to Texas, where he will be playing for the Houston Outlaws. Now, as far as additions, uh, the Florida, uh, ma'am, they added a new head coach in Gunba. Uh, the Houston Outlaws uh, re-signed Dante. Uh, the London Spitfire added Christopher as head coach. The Philadelphia Fusion added Jin as their head coach. And Chara as an assistant coach. Uh, 9K, he is an assistant coach in the San Francisco Shock, so he'll be hanging out with Krusty. They also re-signed Super, which answers that question that we had. Like, So you let Super go but you didn't give him an announcement and we also obviously understood what was happening with Choi earlier and uh, the soul dynasty added stalker and i want to say was jerry let go by the uh, justice yeah just a few minutes ago yeah but um they also justice also acquired happy from well oh. not from houston outlaws because he was a free agent but yeah they signed him. yeah okay but uh Earlier, we had talked about social media um, and Halo uh, when it uh, had to do with San Francisco. It actually apparently was the Super announcement. They were wanting to to have fun as they have done over the years with Super and announcements and, and what have you. And uh, apparently, they rushed this one out because uh, uh, two things occurred. First of all, Halo said that the Shock weren't bringing them back. Then there was sort of the implication that wasn't implied that he was retiring where there was the walk back. No, no, super isn't. <laughs> um, and then, oh yeah, super is actually going to sign with the, maybe, maybe they were trying to like, uh, leak false information to his way or something like that. Oh, mm. you, you know what? In, Who knows? In, in RSP discord, that was one of the theories. Like, could a team possibly find out where the leaks are by funneling false information down the <laughs> line to see, tell every individual on your social media team a different person is being signed and see which one gets noted by halo exactly <laughs> interesting um but when i look at all of sort of the 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 changes the cuts like the gable c1 for me i'm not surprised that boston did it it's just the timing seems weird because when like they went and shared the like the overwatch like published the hey here are the official you know changes by change deadline ish mm -hmm. this came after i mean there's others as well which are, are kind of weird but i mean commenting on the weirdness of the league and timing and everything i don't understand why we have players announcing their free agency and things like that before the teams do and then, and, about? and then the league posts. That doesn't happen. Oh, that's right. That's right. Iris and Edison were just let go two days ago. We didn't <laughs> know about that two weeks ago, right? Yeah. I just, I truly don't understand how that kind of thing happens. Um, in my it's... mind, the league should be setting the standard. The league should be saying, you don't announce anything before here. 
if your player announces something, they are subject to penalties. And on this date, everyone can do what they want. Because at that point, they've gotten ahead of it. I mean, when a player is a free agent, that means he's entirely like, you know, out of a job. He's not signed to any contract. So it'll be kind of technically hard to make them wait. And I guess like an organization. Well, I was going to say like, they're still under contract until such time as the contract expires. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying, okay. but like if my contract runs to, let's say the end of October, then yeah, in theory, I would still need to ask for permission to share my status prior to that. And I don't imagine many sure. teams would get in the way of it. Like, you know, let's look at yeah. uh, with the Titans, um, uh, fried and, and Dalton, I believe, mm-hmm. and Changsik. Those three had come out prior to the actual announcement from the team to say they're LFT or they're they're departing and, and what have you. And I can't imagine the Titans got would get in the way of that. It's just the Titans are slow. Yeah, and I'd say like that's part of it. Probably you uh, most of these players are probably anxious to to try for a team or like try and get a job back. And mm-hmm. imagine you sitting at home and like. Well, uh, w- what's going on? And like, a week goes by, another week go- a week goes by, and like people uh, people are getting picked up. And because you know it's, it's your job, then maybe they're less or more lenient towards towards that. I guess my thought is isn't so much on the public facing side; it's more on the organizational side, mm. it, where yes, we have Dalton and and whomever posting that they're a free agent. I would think that kind of information can be circulated within the league. Sure, maybe it then gets to a leaker like Halo and word gets out. But I would assume the organization is tapped into each other enough that uh, that players that, that isn't really a concern for players. Maybe this indicates it is. Maybe this indicates that if a player, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think this is true, but if a player is not advocating for themselves, then they might not have someone to do that for them. So that's how they get the word out. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that is the nail hit perfectly on the head is that players, they may have representation and their agent or agency is probably going and spreading the word, but the esports scene isn't a well-organized one, right? Like you look at the overwatch scene. Yes. Overwatch league is quote unquote organized. Mm -hmm. Um, but like tier two and below isn't Mm -hmm. or it like, there's structure, but it's just, you want to play for a particular team. You almost have to say, hi, I'm available and have someone that's willing to, to, you know, put you on contract and then on terms that allow for you to mm-hmm. have the flexibility. Um, I was just sort of, you know, thinking this through the transparency has, is, is an issue. I mean, we sort of alluded to it as on, on previous shows or previous episodes, but functionally there is no way for us to know what like when it is this person a free agent will they be a free agent where they re-signed or signed like like dante like was he re-signed before the deadline or was he a quote-unquote a free agent right like yeah that's not to suggest that he didn't go and you know yeah test the the waters like you know space continues to do all right we where it's Hey, my team wants me back, but I'm willing to entertain a conversation. Like none of that. We don't know. It's just, it feels to me that it's almost like the league kind of doesn't know. It relies well on its teams to sort of follow the rules and it enforces them as need be. Mm -hmm. 
But I mean, throughout all of this, there's one team that we haven't even spoken about. And that's the Los Angeles Valiant because who knows what's going on there. The, the league st- contract status page showed that all of the players were done. They were all free agents. So as of today, the Los Angeles Valiant, as far as we know, have no players. When you look at the official player tracker page, the LA Valiant exists simply as a heading <laughs> with nothing. <laughs> and I was curious. I thought, you know what? wonder what's going on. Let's look at their Twitter account. The last date of activity for the Los Angeles Valiant Twitter account was a emoji reply on August 23rd. But prior to that, it was what looked to be a scheduled social media piece to promote a game on August 14th. So conceivably, this is a team uh, that has shut down. Like even in the Titans doldrums, they weren't this bad. Yeah, and I mean, looking at their social media or their their Twitter now, I don't want to say this without having a comparison point, but uh, like they don't even have a pinned tweet. It, it truly does make me question: Is anyone running this at all, or is it basically someone probably has a password and <laughs> they're just not touching it? Um, and and I mean, for all intents and purposes, why would you? Uh, <laughs> this this would be incredibly interesting to know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, I know there's rumors that they might actually be coming back to North America in some way, which is like you want to burn a fan base, <laughs> rip their team out from them, then then nuke it all, bring it back, and like I don't know that there's any coming back for them. Well, this uh, conversation was taking place in defiant corridors to expansion. There were a few people who were actually believing that expansion is you know, on the horizon based on uh, something that Nate Nanzer had said years ago when he was the owl commissioner before he ran for the bag over at Epic. And I had inferred that I don't believe you'll see expansion in the Overwatch League because, like, if you're a prospective owner right now, why would you pay an expansion fee? I can't imagine teams are profitable. Yes, they may be financially, you know, following a plan to, to see that success. But when you're starting from square one, would it not make more sense to go in and buy a depressed asset like the Los Angeles Valiant who are rumored to have been for sale for a long time. But I think that also begs the question, if they have been for sale for as long as they have, is there anyone all that interested in buying them? Like, it's just weird. Yeah. You'd want to buy that secondhand car, uh, you know, after the owner ate up, most of the depreciation so that's what well and, and not only that lefty with no tires the yeah. uh, catalytic converter got uh, taken away by someone and um yeah. and the doors are missing and i'm sure if it's like communicated and then uh, the league will say or like the valley themselves say hey this is an entirely different ownership group and and uh please disassociate <laughs> or or do the men in black uh uh memory erasing i'm sure people will come back uh, bring the players i think yeah that's the one way it works in la new owners yeah i'm not saying it works well but a new you could come back and say we're different we're not them and ownership this means a lot to us did change right and apparently according to the rumors they they it was a one-time thing that it's like they don't want to run another team and and by the uh Chinese organization or whoever was like pulling the strings before. 
So who knows really? But I think, you know, what I was going to, to speak to is there is a greater opportunity for relocation at this point. Sure. And that might make more sense as to why the LA Valiant and have gone silent that maybe someone has a password or the one person that did is no longer with the organization. They can't get in. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're finally coming to Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Calgary uh, or Edmonton uh, Overwatch League franchise, which, which city would lay claim to oh, it? God. I don't know. Cause I'd like to say whichever city I'm in, but having recently moved to Edmonton and, you know, being in Calgary for so long, I, I still like Calgary better, but, uh, don't say that too loudly. I mean, hey, um, <laughs> I won't get into it. Um, yeah, I'd, I would love to see a team, another Canadian team. Where they could fit, I don't know. Do you guys see any any moves coming to Canada despite uh, well, regional allowances, if you will? So th- that's what I, I know that's the that I believe Canada's pretty well carved up right now by OAM and I don't know, the Aquilini company that is officially the owner of the Titans, whichever one it happens to be. Um, If there needs to be a region of that carved, let's say like an Alberta team, I'm pretty sure that the Titans are going to want to get a little something, something in return for that, that, (laughs) that space. They're not putting much to use. Well, I'll I'll put them in Calgary then because the I know the uh, Calgary Sports and <laughs> Entertainment Group has a decent chunk of money, uh, and and let's let's just cross our fingers that that will be happening in the future near you, near me I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Cates family could uh, purchase the franchise too. You'd have like the you know, Rexall Pharmacy would have like you know Moira and and Anna maybe Mercy like. <laughs> It's like the official mascot or something. <laughs> so this is the, for our listeners. This is this is like Canadian inside knowledge. It's, you can Google it. Um, back onto the uh, the Overwatch League, though. Um, I as I said, I think the Twilight signing kind of broke the ice, or maybe coincidentally, just makes it look like that. Um, but I am genuinely curious if we're going to see this trend as sort of the days go on where there seems to be a constant flow of new players signed. Uh, teams are announcing open tryouts, like a shocker doing open tryouts, I saw that. Um, which I still don't understand. Like I, I understand the open tryout, but you're open tryout on a game that it will be different. And I know, you know, Omni, you said, well, it's still the same engine, the best players, but we're not talking necessarily about the best players. You're, we're now talking about the diamonds you're uncovering from the rough through these open, open tryouts. So sure. Part of me wonders is just an exercise to stay. Just for that one in a 500 people that you might trial and you might find a gem might happen. It happened before. Uh, Oh, I know it's just, it's the variable of overwatch too. Yeah, I guess. Maybe some of the Overwatch two developers might show up for for you know, for the trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, like you say, it's uh, it's kind of a good or an easy restart button. Even if a team were to keep a lot of their players, like like Dallas, I think is one of the. Uh, they had what four players announced already? One, two, three, four, five potentially. 
Um, I think it's it's a good place to say, look, we want to see what you've got, you know, establish a contact kind of thing. Um, and if somebody stands out, what did it really cost you realistically? Oh yeah, no, I mean, it's, and that's why Sarah said like from a, a perspective of staying connected within your community, engaged content, like, exactly. it's, it's, it would have been something that I would have thought a team like the Vancouver Titans may look to use, like, mm-hmm. like what do you, outside of time, the investment and maybe the structure you need to put into place. Yeah. Really? What do you, do you lose from this? I actually think you gain mm-hmm. quite a bit. Here's, here's a question. Could the league ever do something like a draft? There was, oh gosh, who was it? Um, I think it was with GameHouse. One of their contributors had actually put together a proposal as to how the Overwatch League should have a draft. Wow. And it, like, the instead of it just being open season for whichever team were to go and sign, you know, pl- essentially player eligibility was based on sort of a draft experience. So that was sort of the, you know, there would be like a combine or what have you. Um, It would like, it was, gosh, I'm going to have to look this, this post up and I'll share it in, in RSP discord once I find Mm -hmm. it, but it was really well put together and I bought in like it's, it's, but similar to how I've bought into promotion and relegation in Mm -hmm. North American traditional sports, which it'll never happen. Mm -hmm. It just adds this layer of, competitive um, incentive Mm -hmm. as opposed to teams who perennially don't do too well. Could you imagine if that existed in like the Overwatch League, the Vancouver Titans are now a tier two team? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Relegation is one thing. Um, I guess American tornado are now, you know, Overwatch League team. Valiant Valiant will never return to the the first tier, I guess. It, It would be interesting. Um, I, I'm a fan of relegation. I think it really does uh, shake things up. Kind of, you know, puts the fear in those bottom teams of you drop down and you know you're playing a not a different game but at a different level. Um, in th- there's obviously a lot of background infrastructure that would need to go into supporting something like that, and and same with a draft. You know, that's would be interesting as well, but obviously you would need a much more established tier two scene, just like, you know, in the NHL, they have the AHL or, or wherever um, players mm-hmm. are coming from and everything like that. Um, but regardless, I mean, right now, this is kind of the alternative. It, we see a lot of teams doing these open tryouts because there isn't a, a clear or a, a simple feeder system. Now I know a lot of teams had to shutter theirs. Um, you know, I think uh, Toronto was partnered with the Montreal rebellion. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, e- yeah. Like they, and they had a contenders team. Yeah. Right? And that's something we've seen is that many of the overwatch league franchises either severed or wound down relationships yeah. with contenders organizations. And I feel that that's unfortunate um, because it provides legitimacy and mm-hmm. I feel structure to a scene that needs it. But I also understand just from the business end, like if I am the Toronto defiant, mm-hmm. I'm essentially looking at like at the relationship with the Montreal rebellion as an investment, but one that where, where's the money coming back to me? Mm-hmm. Like 
Am I getting it based on players that I'm developing? Am I getting it through a broadening of the fan base and the community I'm connecting with? Like there's, you know, and I'm, I'm not suggesting none of that had happened, but it's just, it's, I feel the league isn't in a place where you can have these teams trying to figure out how to make themselves sustainable. Mm -hmm. And Oh, by the way, we also need you to do this additional thing and figure out how to make that sustainable too. Let's, let's focus on one priority at a time. And it was uh, the game house, uh, Connor Knudsen, who'd Ooh. written the article. So I'll share it in uh, in RSP uh, at Discord um, for anyone who might be interested in, in reading up on it. Anywho, um, as we look to, to wrap things up, uh, the Halloween event's still live. I barely got my wins in to, or my matches in to get the uh, uh, previous week's skin. It's much more complicated now that you have to get nine points per, like, level it used to be just nine wins. Great. I got it. Um, but now you're like, Oh, well not everyone gets wins. So we're just going to make it easier. And it's matches points per just win. Five <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I actually found it was cause it, like right now, if you think you two points per, per win and you need 27 <clears throat> points to get all three, at least four. So <laughs> yeah, which is like, I, I found that I got the nine wins quicker, but I mean, the nice thing with an event like Junkenstein's Revenge is, for the most part, slap that thing on normal, and you just pound through oh, the wins, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, it's too boring on normal, <laughs> it, though. It, it is relatively hard, is drum, but... Yes, fine. and you have to wait for that one person to watch the cutscene. Yeah, who forgets to hold down the button to skip or whatever. <laughs> and even, like, uh, on on the easier modes, suddenly you have a lever, and then, like, oh, it, it, now it's real. <laughs> Oh, no, see, I've actually found that uh, in, in Junkenstein's Revenge, um, it's the uh, the additional sort of cut scenes when the, the bosses drop mm-hmm. in. Now people have just gotten to the point where they're just trying to get the, the screen captures and the, the emotes. And I have far too many people, I'm not going to say throwing, <laughs> right? Because we, you know, we're playing normal, but they're making it more difficult. It's like playing <laughs> blindfolded. Just pick Torb. Mm. Yeah. Torb Torb's blue on, you know, things that blow up. On the turret <laughs> does serious damage. Oh, so here we are at the end of uh, another solid episode. I just want to remind everyone that uh, we will remain weekly until next week. So next week's weekly episode is our last one until we will then go to two weeks. Uh, and that will be that way until the start of next season. Um, for those who are marking this in their calendar, um, essentially every couple of weeks, um, we'll be here. We will come out to special episodes. If the content demands it, like if there's some crazy news as it relates to the Vancouver Titans, to the Toronto Defiant, or for some reason the Overwatch League just goes no more, we won't sit on it for two weeks. Heaven forbid that were to actually happen. But uh, if it did, uh, tune in next week for Ready, Set, Ball. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I, I can't talk NBA. I know nothing about what's going on except in Philadelphia where apparently one of their players probably needs to... Uh, Stay uh, well out of town. Yeah. I don't know. This is the big story and, and about uh, the guy in Brooklyn who won't vaccinate. 
That's Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Well, you see, you do know. I was going to say, I knew I didn't even know that much. So <laughs> see, he's, he's just bluffing all this time. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't follow basketball, but I follow sports. Yeah. And so a lot of the sports coverage and the headlines right, is, right. is what I sort of. It's kind of like with me. Like sometimes things happen in that realm. They're big enough to like leak over the media you consume. Um, but uh, what final words of wisdom uh, do you gentlemen have for all of our listeners this week? We'll always be family. Um, why don't we start with you? Hey, you, you just went into my quote. I don't believe this. I am sorry. I'll edit it out. Maybe. I, I'm actually quoting uh, Vancouver Titans Twitter. We'll always be family, bound by bread. <laughs> that was a good one. When, uh, if I can pump the Vancouver Titans uh, Discord tires for a second here, I did appreciate the quick turnaround on their new uh, emote, the little dude with pork with the breadstick. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, so the the porg is, was actually um, put together by Jesse, who's actually one of the mods in, in Titans Cord, member of RSP Cord. She's a phenomenal artist. She's actually the one who designed the Circle K fan design cup not this past oh, yes. season the one prior to it with like stanley park and and what else she is a talented artist well i dig the pork yeah is that is that the final words of wisdom you dig <laughs> no no uh final words of wisdom uh a person's a person no matter how small okay hmm. think about that when you're flaming social media managers for no reason hmm oh um well uh, i actually had reached the end of the line and uh i was going to tell you a joke about pizza but i found it a little cheesy <laughs> saw it coming from a mile away <laughs> i think that's my thing now is i think it like i've reached the point where i'm not going to provide sage advice it'll just be dad jokes yeah such things right we should uh slice this before it gets too too late <laughs> oh well i mean speaking of food did you guys hear about that uh, restaurant they're planning on opening uh, on the moon no there's some concern while they have great food there will be no atmosphere <laughs> that was better i appreciate that that was a good one <laughs> Oh man. Uh, well, and then, I mean, I was, uh, you know, wondering why my bicycle couldn't stand up uh, by itself. Well, I found out it was too tired. <laughs> There's no end to the suffering. <laughs> oh, I've been, I've been, okay. It, dad jokes are my thing. It's like my daughter laughs at every single one I tell. She thinks they're the funniest stuff. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I made, I found my space. Um, but if you don't like those dad jokes, the only way to get me stop is leave us a review and tell us as much. Uh, you can drop us a review on any podcast application that takes them or go to podchaser.com slash ready set. Leave a review there. Did you like that segue? I'm like a professional podcast. That's pretty good. Like pretty mad good. skills. Yeah. 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 Bad jokes, mad skills. I, uh, Find us on social media. Uh, we are Ready, Set, Pwn. Pretty much every social media platform that has that opportunity for us to engage, we're there. If not, well, maybe we should be. And obviously, join RSP Discord by going to discord.io slash Ready, Set, 
to all of our new listeners who might've reached this point. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you hit the subscribe button. And if you haven't done so already, it is not too late. It's the easiest way to stay on top of everything that uh, you can listen to and make sure you go and give uh, Jordan's podcast, one man watch point, a subscription as well, where you can hear him wax on about all the news uh, that is going on in the world of the overwatch league, as well as overwatch. So I noticed your graphics have changed. Eh? They have. I, uh, took advantage of a, uh, a promotion from uh, kind of funny, another internet community that I follow very closely and got a, a free 45 day subscription to Canva pro. So I oh, redid mm. all my graphics on my Twitter and for the podcast and everything. And, uh, I play around in there every now and then. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Canva's phenomenal. It um, it gives someone like me who has absolutely no skills, uh, fake skills. And I'm not as reliant on Omni who has real skills. I feel similar. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so he can, you can tell how good the graphics are. If they look really good, you know, Omni did it. Yeah. If it looks like I put clip art together, I put clip art. Some together. of those emotes, uh, emojis on, on the Vancouver Titans discord are mine. By the way, mm-hmm. oh. I was actually thinking about that. You could have like gone next level, and maybe you did, and I just never noticed. Is like have like a signature, you know, in the design, so that ah, you know if someone were to go small. in and say, uh, right? "Well, no, no," but like if it expands, you can like you could yeah. see it. The the Taitega and the Pogchamp one are mine. What else did I do? I forgot. Yeah, the Pega and the Pogchamp Titans are. Those are the ones I did. Definitely. Anywho. <laughs> no royalties whatsoever. <laughs> Chris at Light Force Omni at Omni Strafe and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Thanks for tuning in. By the way, catchphrase.